Today is the seventh day of July. Welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and your mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalm for the Seventh Day Fight those who fight me, O Lord. Attack those who are attacking me. Take up my shield and armor and rise up to help me. Draw the sword and bar the way against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those who seek after my life be ashamed and humbled. Let those who plot my ruin fall back and be dismayed. Let them be like chaff before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord drive them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For they have secretly spread a net for me without a cause. Without a cause they have dug a pit to take me alive. Let ruin come upon them unawares. Let them be caught in the net they hid. Let them fall into the pit they dug. Then I will be joyful in the Lord. I will glory in his victory. My very bones will say, Lord, who is like you? You deliver the poor from those who are too strong for them, the poor and the needy from those who rob them. Malicious witnesses rise up against me. They charge me with matters I know nothing about. They pay me evil in exchange for good. My soul is full of despair. But when they were sick, I dressed a sackcloth and humbled myself by fasting. I prayed with my whole heart, as one would for a friend or a brother. I behaved like one who mourned for his mother, bowed down in grieving. But when I stumbled, they were glad and gathered together, and they gathered against me. Strangers whom I did not know tore me to pieces and would not stop. They put me to the test and mocked me. They gnashed at me with their teeth. O Lord, how long will you look on, rescue me from the roaring beasts and my life from young lions? I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you in the mighty throng. Do not let my treacherous foes rejoice over me, nor let those who hate me without a cause wink at each other. For they do not plan for peace. 
but invent deceitful schemes against the quiet in the land. They opened their mouths at me and said, Aha, we saw it with our own eyes. You saw it, O Lord. Do not be silent. O Lord, be not far from me. Awake, arise to my cause, to my defense, my God and my Lord. Give me justice, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness. Do not let them triumph over me. Do not let them say in their hearts, Aha, just what we want. Do not let them save, we have swallowed him up. Let all who rejoice at my ruin be ashamed and disgraced. Let those who boast against me be clothed in dismay and shame. Let those who favor my cause sing out with joy and be glad. Let them say always, Great is the Lord, who desires the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall be talked of righteousness and of your praise all the day long. There is a voice of rebellion deep in the heart of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He flatters himself in his own eyes that the hateful sin will not be found out. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has left off acting wisely and doing good. He thinks up wickedness upon his bed and has sent himself in no good way. He does not abhor that which is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the strong mountains, your justice like the great deep. You save both man and beast, O Lord. How priceless is your love, O God. Your people take refuge under the shadow of your wings. They feast upon the abundance of your house and you give them drink from the rivers of your delights. For with you is the well of life and in your light we see light. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Let not the foot of the proud come near me nor the hand of the wicked push me away. See how they are fallen those who would work wickedness, they are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 9, beginning at the 19th verse. You will say to me then, Why then does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who indeed are you, a human being, to argue with God? Will what is molded say to the one who molds it, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay? to make out of the same lump one object for special use and another for ordinary use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience the objects of wrath that are made for destruction? And what if he has done so in order to make known the riches of his glory for the objects of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? 
including us, whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, Those who are not my people I will call my people, and her who not beloved I will also call beloved. And in the very place where it is said to them, You are not my people, there they shall be called children of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel were like the sand of the sea, only the remnant of them who would be saved, for the Lord will execute his sentence on the earth quickly and decisively. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts has never left survivors to us, we would have fared like Sodom and been made like Gomorrah. What then are we to say? Gentiles who did not strive for righteousness have attained it, that is, righteousness through faith. But Israel, who did strive for the righteousness that is based on the law, did not succeed in fulfilling that law. Why not? Because they did not strive for it on the basis of faith, but as if it was based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, See, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make the people stumble, a rock that will make them fall, and whomever believes in him will not be put to shame. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O king of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, beginning at the first verse. As Jesus came out of the temple and was going away, his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. Then he asked them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign of the coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered them, Beware that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will lead you astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All this is but the beginning of the birth pangs. Then they will hand you over to be tortured, and you will be put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another. 
and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of the increase of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout all the world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my Savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and his is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy. For the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading for Thursday in the week of Proper 9, from a sermon of Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, in the year 430. Goliath was a Philistine, that is, one of the aliens who were making war on the children of Israel. Now, at the same time, David, the author of the Psalms, or rather, the instrument of the Holy Spirit who inspired them, was a child, or at most a youth, who tended his father's sheep. His brothers, who were older, fought in the army of the king. One day, David was sent by his parents to take them their food. He thus found himself in the midst of war. Also present at that time was the Goliath already mentioned, gigantic in stature, bristling with weapons, unsurpassed in strength, and consumed with arrogance. In his insolence, he challenged any one of his enemies to individual combat. He demanded that one chosen by them should meet him so that the issue of the war would rest on the result and victory would go to the army of the contestant who prevailed. Now, the king of the Jewish people and the children of Israel was, at the time, Saul. This proposal threw him into great distress, and he searched his entire army for a man resembling this giant, but he found none who combined the same great stature with similar boldness. While Saul was thus agitated, the youthful David, not presuming on his own strength, but trusting in the name of God, dared to offer to stand up against this giant." The king was informed of this and saw in such resolution not the temerarious presumption of a child, but the assurance that comes from piety, and he did not reject the suggestion. He realized, looking at the daring youth, that he had something of God in him, and one so young could not conceive such an idea without an inspiration from on high. He thus accepted David's offer, and the youth went out to confront Goliath. They wanted to arm David so that his weapons might supply for his lack of years and the inequality of his strength. But these armaments were intended for an older man, and far from helping him, were too heavy for one so young. He did not want a man's armor, 
and rejected it as a weight that would impede his movements. He wanted to go to the combat, free and untrammeled, because he put his strength in God rather than in himself, and he was armed with faith rather than the sword. All human strength lies in the knowledge of God and the reception of his grace, in which David placed all of his confidence. Goliath, on the contrary, only counted on himself, on his own strength. This proud, this boasting, this arrogant man wished to have the sole honor of the victory of his people. Like all the proud, his pride showed itself in his face, and it was in his face that the stone cast by David struck him and felled him. Those who spout vain words and are true Philistines do not form part of the family of Christ. They do not belong to the kingdom of the one who said, Our Father, but are strangers. Who can equal me? Who dares attack me? Is not this the language of those who pride themselves on their own resources? Is not this their invariable sentiment? But David goes forth without armor, furnished only with a few small stones, and this just man will bring low all that pride. This is what the martyrs did. They vanquished the wicked at the very moment when the wicked appeared to be victorious. Here ends the reading. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. 
and in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with the sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory. And grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. Then in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>